Welcome to Clock Out, the Vicarious Life Podcast. This is for the mavericks of the world who are embracing freedom and discovering purpose. Need a surge of inspiration? You're in the right place. I'm your host, Tracy Miller, a free-spirited, joy-seeking entrepreneur who is on a mission to find like-minded, open-hearted freebirds to share their stories of triumph, struggle, and inspiration. Until you're ready for your own adventure, let's clock out and live vicariously through others who have blazed the trail. Hello and welcome back to the next episode of Clock Out, The Vicarious Life. Today, as always, I'm super excited because I get to interview. We've got Maya Lombards, and she is a functional medicine certified health coach, a professional singer in Peru, a virtual assistant, and the founder of Healthy High Achievers. Welcome, Maya. How are you? Hey, Tracy. I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. Thank you for joining me all the way from, well, not all the way across the world. You're a good, I don't know, you're probably a good 14 hour flight away, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm in Cusco, Peru. Okay. And then you, you are not from Peru though. I read in your bio, where are you, where were you born and raised? I'm from Belgium. Yeah. And then when I was 21, I was supposed to go to Peru for a three month internship. And that's been seven years now. So I kind of just stuck around. <laughs> nice. And what attracted you to staying? So many things. I think I love living in the mountains. I didn't know that before because Belgium, it's all flat. There, there's nothing that you could call a mountain there. And so here I'm at 3,400 meters altitude. Not sure how much that is in feet, but it's pretty <laughs> high up. A lot. And um, yeah, you're just with your head in the sun, basically. So the sun is here the whole year through. There's only just there's rainy season and there's dry season. But in both seasons, the sun always comes through at some point and it's always there. Whereas in Belgium, there's like six months a year where everyone has a low vitamin D. Yes. <laughs> oh. kind of depressed. Yeah. You're so describing my life. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in Montana. Yeah, I'm in Montana. So yeah, close to as close to Canada as you can get, I guess. And yeah, exactly. We've got closer to probably eight months of vitamin D deficiency. So it's, it's a struggle. And I tell you what, some time in Costa Rica, Florida, Arizona, it's, it's like your body just like a little flower just opens up its petals to yeah. take in all the sunlight. It's so amazing. Yes, yeah, yeah. so I think every every part of me just opened up like like that little flower when I was 21 yeah. here. <laughs> and now I'm 28 turning 29 and I just I still love it and it's the social life as well. It's mm -hmm. a spontaneous life. People don't use their agenda. So I actually got to learn how to live in my body, you know, listen to my body, live in the moment um without having to plan everything like yeah. we do in in Belgium and in many many countries. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That has been my, that has been my obsession is studying the quote unquote hustle culture, America. And, you know, and I, I don't know if America's worse than other parts of like, you know, Europe and such, but holy smokes, it's just like you said, schedule, go, go, go. And it's not only just us as individuals, it's our kids. I mean, you start, I mean, I think it's, it's funny when you've got school and now it's like, no, we've got preschool. Cause let's fit more education in before, you know, that it's like, head start preschool. And now it's, um, early education, which is basically preschool, but let's start them on 
the go, go, goes. And oh my gosh, these parents that have their kids scheduled out for activity after activity after activity, and then their own activities. And they wonder why they're just exhausted 24 seven. It's yeah. And now that we're working, I'm like, how did I do that as a kid, just going to school the whole day, but then you still had your homework and yep. homework had to be done then in evenings and weekends. So you actually, you learn and you grow up not having any free time at all. And so yeah. now when you work in a company, it's a bit easier. You can still overwork yourself, but when you're an entrepreneur mm. and, and when you work from home, you really need to set some boundaries. If not, you can just be working the whole time because it's just yep. you. No yeah. one's telling you like, hey, take your weekend off or hey, take a vacation. You have yeah. to actually decide for yourself, hmm, should I stop working and disappear for two weeks now? Or <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even should I stop working because it's, you know, I've been here for 12 hours straight. I mean, it's, it. and then if, if you're somebody that's having success in that, then you get that dose of, um, you know, reward from yourself. You're like, Ooh, I accomplished it. Ooh, I want to keep getting more. I want to keep doing more. And then it just keeps going, going, going. So Yeah, absolutely. And it reflects in your invoicing as well. Like at the end of the month, you're invoicing your clients, you're feeling mm -hmm. good. And then you want more the next month. And it's kind of, it's that race of like, how far can I go? But you yeah. don't, you don't just want to work hard. You want to work smart as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I guess with that, let's get into what you do. Um, so you are a certified health coach, but for functional medicine, what is functional medicine? Yeah, sure. So functional medicine mostly works really well with chronic diseases or chronic symptoms. Let's say today you break your leg. Sure. Go to the doctor and, and, and it will all get fixed. But if you've been struggling for years mm. with digestive issues and doctors are like, mm, it's probably IBS, you know, or Crohn's. We can't do anything about that. Mm. It happened to me. I was 15 and my body just broke down mm. and I couldn't go to school anymore. I couldn't walk without a cane. I wow. couldn't. Um, yeah, I had random muscle aches in my legs that felt like knives in my hips. And uh, I was extremely tired. My immune system was off. My digestive system was off. I had these panic attacks in my bowels once a week. And so going from doctor to doctor and specialist to specialist, and they were all like, no, there's nothing, <laughs> you know, mm. running all these tests, being like, no, you're a perfectly healthy teenager. Maybe she's just getting bullied at school or, or maybe oh. she's just lazy. She needs to do yeah. more sports. And so no one took that really seriously. And because they're focusing so much on the symptoms. They're like, okay, there's muscle aches, there's fatigue, let's do a sleep test, let's do a muscle test, and that's where it stays, right? That's sure. end. So, oh, we don't know what you have, so it's just a chronic disease, you can't do anything about it. Yep. You need to accept how to just manage the little energy bucket that you have, mm. and that's it, you know? And they diagnosed me with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome, that's it. Yeah, that sounds really hopeful. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, glad that I'm glad that you use that word because I did like a character strains test a couple of years back and on number oh. one, it said hope. Interesting. <laughs> and so that I think helped me at, at 16 to be able to say, to leave the hospital and say, there must be more going on. Yeah, there is something I'm not in settling. my body. I'm not settling to this diagnose or what they told me. No, there must be more. And sure. so functional medicine 
actually goes back to the root causes. So it looks at your timeline. Where did your body kind of, where did it all explode? Where did your body start functioning Mm -hmm. not properly? You know, so it's functional medicine. It's not just looking at the structures and the different organs in your body and taking a scan and looking at the structure. Okay, your bowels look normal, so all is good. No, we want to know how it is functioning and how all the systems it's more focused on a system biology. So more like, okay, how's your digestion mm. working? How's your liver working? How's your thyroid going? And how it's all connected to lifestyle changes, to toxins, to trauma, yeah. right? So we're yeah. more, so me as a, a health coach in functional medicine, I would say I do that um, part of that you can control, the part that mm. you can actually change. And there's a lot that you can change when your body's not functioning well. Yeah, so a, a functional medicine practitioner would then run some tests, would um, check your microbiome, the mm. enzymes and microbes, more like um, see what's going on in the body. And once we know that, we have that map, then I go in and work with the client on, okay, is there like stress? You know, stress mm. is always a big one to sure. work on stress management. Um, nutrition is a big one. What are you putting into your body? right? So what are you giving your body, not only literal food, but also your food, um, your thoughts, you know, what are you feeding yourself? Yeah, what media are you watching? What kind of Netflix series, um, conversations with people, friendships, um, the air that you're breathing, the toxins, what are you putting on your skin? So it's this whole 360 approach, where we're like, okay, we want to know what are you giving yourselves? And why did they get sick or why is your body not working properly? Yeah. Or what are you not giving yourselves? I find it. It's like, I I love all of this stuff. Like health stuff to me is, um, if you don't have your health, you, you literally have like nothing. Even if you say your family is your biggest priority or like for me, travel, those are my biggest priorities. Those aren't going to be fulfilling if your health isn't there, like you can't enjoy your relationships with your family as much if your health isn't there. So like, I just think that health is number one, whether people acknowledge it or not. Um, but what you're not giving yourselves, I mean, my husband, God bless his little heart. He's 46 years old and was having gallstones, gall issues, Western medicine. We're in the United States. Um, he went and saw the doctor. It took a year to diagnose. Part of that was being a VA, you know, a veteran using the VA services. They're a little bit delayed. Um, but in the end, when he finally, they, they took all the tests, they did the MRIs. They're like, oh, he's got gallstones in his bile duct. So they decided not they, not they, the doctor says, okay, well, you need to have your gallbladder removed. And my husband, not knowing, not really being into nutrition, not being into health, into health too much, just, I would say uneducated because it hasn't interested him much. Um, he said, okay, sounds good. So then I tell him, I'm like, honey, do you realize you're gonna have to take supplements the rest of your life? And those supplements may or may not even reach the cells that they're, you know, that it's intended to. And when you don't have those vitamins, minerals, nutrients, you're, that's where cancer sets in because your, your body's not regenerating itself like it's supposed to. And he's like, well, I think the doctor would have mentioned that. I'm like, well, did the doctor mention lifestyle changes? Like you said, did they ask you what your diet was? He's like, no, like what? They didn't even start the conversation with what is it that you could be doing to prevent it? So he had to advocate for himself. He had to go back and ask, do I have to have my gallbladder removed? If I change my diet, will this help? And the doctor's like, well, I suppose you could go that route. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
decrease cholesterol, salt, like, you know, fats start there. And it's going to improve seven, eight areas of your life instead of just that one thing. And you can keep your gallbladder, which will then be preventative towards things like cancer. So ah, it's, and that's one little thing. It's one thing. And it's so much information out there to read. It's so confusing. So having somebody that coaches specifically on all of those elements to me seems like it should be a staple in everybody's life. Mm, yeah. Please go tell everyone. I will. <laughs> no, but yes. yeah, it's, it's what you're saying is yes, you realize that Tracy, but there's so many people who are like, so what do you do? So yeah. what's a health coach or what's functional medicine? And it's, yeah. I know it's a very vague title. So I always have to find creative ways. Yeah. And that's when I started talking about, and you know this, I started talking about healthy high achievers. Mm, so tell me about that. that clicked, yeah, that mm. clicked something like for people that was like, oh, I want to be a healthy high achiever. I don't want to be an exhausted overachiever. And yes. it resonated with so many people in Europe, in the U.S., of, hey, how can I still achieve a lot? How can I still do my full-time job and work on my side project? Or how can I build my own business without falling into burnout? Or how can I grow in the company I'm working um, without just pushing myself too far? Yep. How can I work full-time and still exercise and eat well? Yeah. <laughs> and Take sleep care of family, life. get all the sleep. Take care of family. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. it sounds like a mission impossible uh but then i start talking about healthy high achievers and how you can actually do it with just mini tiny changes um mm -hmm. i started with five minute meditations you know just teaching people different breathing techniques and yes. visualizations just techniques to calm down the brain in five minutes in the middle of a busy day yep. you know so when people think oh but if i work with a health coach i will have to spend so much time food prepping and <laughs> yeah I don't know what they're thinking but it's really going from you know it's creating these small habits it's going from where the person's at in their life wherever it is and just yeah. start with it could even be a five minute morning routine you know just something mm -hmm. for you to wake up in a more calm state yeah. a more more happy healthy state without just waking up and turning on your phone so it starts with such small things that make all the difference and I could tell you when I start working with people who want to become a healthy high achiever and they think they're gonna change their nutrition and sleep and exercise and we just work on the small things yes learning how to disconnect learning how to work on your body listen mm -hmm. to your body yeah you're just really listening to the signals trusting that more than your schedule and yes. whatever you've written in it then once they're in that flow, they automatically start changing their nutrition because you're yeah. in a, in that momentum, you're listening to your body, you're more connected to yourself. Yeah. You're, you're feeling good about yourself. Mm -hmm. You're working on your perfectionism, another big one. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're being kind to yourself. Right. And that's when just the other healthy habits just flow naturally. That may, I mean, I can attest to that. That makes total sense. Um, all my listeners know that I've gone through a huge bout of burnout and uh, have been healing. This is part of my healing journey is podcasting because it's very therapeutic to me. It's fun. It's just low pressure, et cetera. And that's exactly what I started doing exactly was decreasing the my schedule, first of all. But the only thing that I really changed was 
started a morning routine, got up an hour earlier than I used to so that I could start out the day on my terms where I was, you know, I, I would meditate. I implemented five. Now I'm up to 10 to 15 minutes daily of meditation. I would read in the morning, but leave my phone until 8am. I don't touch it and don't start working. So I get two and a half hours disconnected. And it was the difference between night and day and then adding in meditation, doing gratitude. So then I felt super grateful for the life that I had instead of having this like, oh my God, I have to, I have to, I have to. Instead it's like, oh, wow, I'm grateful for what I've gotten and I get to do whatever. And it's all like how you view the world. So, I mean, and you are right to what you just said. Now, after like two months, I feel regenerated enough where I'm like, just yesterday I was driving home from a meditation retreat and I'm like, I feel like working out again. It's been over a year. I used to be a super chronic over trainer, you know, did way too much exercise, all that stuff. And so I totally set that down. And now I'm like, I want to go back to working out. I think I'm going to start running again. I think I'm going to start weightlifting something because I want to, but six months ago, mm -mm, nope, you couldn't get me to go work out, but it comes with you're listening to your body, your body's yeah. saying, Hmm, I feel like, and it might be some hit training, you know, so yep. high intensity could be 10 minutes, could be 15 yep. minutes. Um, doesn't need to be an hour. Mm-hmm. I know a friend who was also in a really bad place, burnout, you know, those symptoms of just, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you, you totally, you've been there and yeah. you know what it's like, mm-hmm. you know, in that moment, imagine someone tells you at that moment, uh, it was her, uh, psychotherapist who said, you need to start exercising one hour a day. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> nope. It, that, it's like, oh my God, I have to schedule that. I have to fit time in to do that. Oh my God, the thought of getting ready, the intensity, the extra pressure on my mind. Uh, no, I, I, I couldn't. I just couldn't at the and time I had. stress. Yeah, that stress is not going to be helpful at all. Mm-hmm. So with exercising and you know that you want to stress out your body just a little bit, to mm-hmm. boost that immune system, to boost, you know, you need movement mm-hmm. in your body and you need some stress. You need to yep. put some pressure on your life and your body um, just for your your whole body to function and regenerate. Sure. And and, mm-hmm. and But you don't want to push it. You know, you right. don't want to go for an hour a day. It's I think it's more about the quantity as opposed to the no, it's more about the quality as opposed to the yeah. quantity, you know? Right. So whether it's a three minute workout, just go jumping in front of your desk or dance to a, your favorite song. Sure. Um, that, that will have way more benefits to your body than a whole workout routine. Right. Right. Absolutely. And that, and you are a hundred percent, hundred percent correct on that. It's like little baby steps, tiny things that you can do um, that make big, big impacts. So I wanted to make sure we get in all these awesome things. Speaking of dancing and singing and having fun, you are a (laughs) singer, a professional singer. Tell me about that. Is that something you've done your whole life? Is it some, where do you sing at, et cetera? Yeah, it's something I've done my whole life, but I'm finally owning the title. Because I used to be talking about perfectionism. I used to be such a perfectionist where I was never happy Mm. about my voice, about what I was singing. I would record my voice and then hate it. I would write lyrics and then throw it out. I mean, Mm. I was comparing myself to Adele and Christina Aguilera Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the age of 13, right? Sure. (laughs) 
Why aren't you there? Gosh, why yeah, can't why I am be I that not there? <laughs> Instead of having that growth mindset and saying, hey, mm-hmm. you know what? If I set my if I put my mind to it, I can be a damn good singer. You know? Yeah. But I didn't have that confidence. I was like, oh, you have it or you don't. And of course, all these talent shows on TV didn't help. No. Because um, you see all these, even then there's the voice for kids, you know, and you see all these kids uh singing mm. like, wow. And you compare yourself to that. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah, that's when comparing is really bad. You know, a little bit mm-hmm. of competition is great, but sure. Um, yeah, so I, I've always sung since I was a kid and I was a bit insecure about it, but I did take some singing classes when I was 13, 14, 15. I wanted mm-hmm. to know how to treat my instrument. And oh. then I came to, I arrived in Peru. Mm-hmm. I was still not singing, let's say professionally. Sure. I had found a band like, here and there in Belgium, rehearsing in the same garage uh-huh. um, every <laughs> every Saturday, but not really going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so I came, I arrived in Belgium, uh, in Peru, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I talked to a guitar player. I got to know some musicians. I did a song with them. And one of them sat next to me and was like, hey, how about we do something in some bars here? How much do you want to earn? And I was money? like, money, what? I'm going to get paid. <laughs> it's like one, they're, they want to hear me sing. And two, they're going to pay me for it. What? Wow, that's a dream. <laughs> yeah. And so I started on Mondays at like 11 p.m. <laughs> super late the day where there are not many clients, but it was the mm-hmm. dream for me. You know, I had yeah. every Monday, uh, my guitar player would more like chat with the people and be the star of the show. And I would just hide behind my microphone a little bit but I learned from him and I started singing more and people were inviting me to another bar and a hotel and then a a wedding you know and I said whoa people keep asking me back people keep okay so I must be doing something right all right am I good (laughs) is this happening am I is this happening (laughs) so cool yeah and it kept building up over the past seven years and Let's say in high season here, it's like June, July, um, May, and August as well. And so last June, there was one week where I had eight gigs in one week. Wow. And I was like, I think I can start calling myself a professional singer now. Yes. <laughs> Will that I finally so cool. allow myself to do so? <laughs> What's your style? Or I genre? Do I say funk. genre? <laughs> yeah funk soul pop love that kind of stuff yeah. you look like it the listeners because i haven't upgraded to youtube yet but after listening to you as in our pre-recording i might have to do that but um you look like a jazzy type like you look like a the free-spirited type that just has a super soulful soulful voice um for the listeners that nice. can't see very awesome volume filled curly hair adorable just you look like you'd have a long wavy like uh <laughs> Uh, cloth linen linen skirt and you know super casual so I love it yeah right it's the jeans though but yeah I I I, <laughs> I appreciate the the imagination there but yeah I I just I love connecting to a song and connecting to the audience and having mm-hmm. that very spontaneous um connection with people and that's what it's yeah. about for me sometimes they try to put me on like a a big stage with a band and then with a lot of lights and then people are far away. I hate that. Like, yeah. give me a chair 
in front of like in between the people in between the tables where people are having their drinks and food and that's yeah. what I love like talk to each and every one of them in Cusco there are people from all around the world so I love to ask where they're from and oh. then try to sing a song from their country you know I'm trying to learn one per country yeah <laughs> oh my gosh that's, that's I want to be you I love <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome uh that right there is makes you qualified to be on my podcast for a vicarious life because I just said it I'm like oh my god I want your life I, <laughs> that sounds so amazing well just, if you ever you think know. of coming to Cusco Peru you know who to contact oh I'm putting you on my list I'm semi-retired now and we're doing all sorts of travel stuff so that's something I'd have to take the kiddos with and it takes a little more planning but it is on my list uh, my husband got to go to Peru when he was serving he's a marine and he got to go down there and check it out. And he said, it's just gorgeous, jungle, lush, um, beautiful. Um, I was, I had a dream to go to Costa Rica, which we achieved this year. Uh, but I, and, and it's, it's perfect. Like everything about the weather, the atmosphere, everything, and others have compared it to Peru. That same lifestyle is what I'm chasing after, which is that carefree, just slow paced thing. So yes, Peru check on my list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I just, I've learned so much from Peruvian people and the way they live, the way they think. Every conversation within five minutes, you're talking about the essence of life. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yes. You're crying and laughing together. So there's no, there's not much fluff or small talk. It's just straight to the core yeah. of the conversation. And people mm. are just, even when they're going through rough times, mm -hmm. they're so entrepreneurial. They just they're creative, they're entrepreneurial, they know how to take risks. Uh, part yeah. of it is because of survival reasons, because that's mm -hmm. the only way to keep to stay afloat. Like every family has their travel agency. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Tourism okay. is the biggest, yeah, tourism mm -hmm. is the biggest income here. But um, yeah, Peruvians just have ideas and go for it. And because I think life is so spontaneous and a bit unstable and you know, the you can expect the unexpected at any given moment. Sure. That's what gives them that ability to be yeah. creative and to do new things and to take the leap. Whereas yeah. Belgium is very much focused on security, which mm -hmm. is a nice thing to have, you know, absolutely. Yeah. You need a sense of security, but it also limits them a little bit from taking risks, from traveling yes. far, from starting a business, you know, those things mm -hmm. that you think you want to be doing, but then you don't dare to, you know, you start thinking too much about yep, it. Yep. The safety net. Yeah. Yeah. In a very good way, Peruvians don't overthink things, things. Mm. They even, I would, I would say they have to think a little bit more and then Belgians have to think a little bit less. Like they're like a combination <laughs> of the two yeah. would be ideal. <laughs> yeah. It's that, it's that, that, uh, intuitive flow letting that flow in your life. And you said it with the word creative. You said they're very creative. They're very, I mean, that's that side, that feminine side of our energy that Americans have, I would say, venture to say the majority have lost touch with almost completely. Um, you know, anything that we're doing creatively, it's got this hard masculine force behind it where you're trying to produce amazing music. You're going to slay it in the dancing industry, whatever. It's just, and, and the joy, the natural joy and creativity and art that comes with it is almost, almost lost. It's, it's sad, yeah. but it's people like you and I yapping about it that are going to bring, bring awareness to it and maybe bring some of that creative flow back to the world. 
Yeah, and it's beautiful how you worded that with the feminine masculine energy because I do feel like yeah, in, in Belgium, let's say probably US as well before before especially in Belgium, I can't really talk for the US because mm -hmm. I I know there are many entrepreneurs there. Mm -hmm. I know Belgium is more focused on the 9 to 5 way more. Mm -hmm. And so I know in Belgium they will think a lot before they do anything. You know, they mm -hmm. will think about the pros and cons and like that masculine mapping it out and yep. having a strategy and knowing it's uh, people love the word word um bulletproof nowadays <laughs> yeah i call when is it anything ever bulletproof <laughs> yeah no i call that paralysis by analysis <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and then peruvians they take the leap and then they think which yep. is also not always the best way to go but at least they take they take the leap they learn yep. from experience and then when their business fails, they rethink it and start again. Yeah. And yeah. just see it as a learning experience and they start a new business. Whereas in Belgium, I know people, their business failed and they're still crying over it because yeah. <laughs> it's, yep. it, it hurts their ego, right? It's exactly. that masculine ego. Instead yes. of just take the lessons, move on, yeah. go at it again. Well, and it's in, in Peru, it sounds like, you know, it's the culture, it's supported. That failure is not the end failure is just a lesson. And in, like you said, just try it again, keep going. And if the whole culture is doing that and believes it, then there's safety in that because you're not going to be ridiculed. Your identity is not going to be labeled a complete loser, et cetera, because God forbid you tried something that others yeah. said, Oh no, I told you exactly. <laughs> don't do that. It's not safe. Yeah, very interesting. I might have to move. I've got Bali on my next list. I might have to move Peru up a little bit. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Oh, yes. Move yeah, it up. <laughs> um, so tell me about, because you little entrepreneur, you, what is your role as a virtual assistant? Yeah. So before I became a functional medicine certified health coach, mm -hmm. I didn't even think about working in health or working as a singer. It didn't mm -hmm. even occur to me because let me give you an example. In primary school, at first, my dream was to become a professional singer, uh. but then I must have heard somewhere, no, it's better to become an accountant because every business always needs an accountant. Mm -hmm. So you'll never be out of jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and so I gave my presentation about my dream job at in primary school, and it was about becoming an accountant. Oh. And so I changed my dream. I was like, okay, being realistic, you know, singing is nice, but I need to have a real job. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very good at with numbers and organizing and just, you know, being that manager. I'm really good at that. So that's the career path I followed through university. Mm. Um, then he here doing my internship as an office manager. And then I was a general manager. So just constantly making businesses more efficient. Yeah. That was, I love just entering in the chaos and be like, hey, how about we do it this way or that way? Or just yeah. cleaning well, that up and creating systems. Yeah. And if you're not emotionally connected to it, it's so much easier to see because you're, it's not your business. You can just <laughs> see it from the outside. Be like, well, we, we can all see that this is messed up. <laughs> your well, own business can be a total mess. Like I can do for other people and other people's businesses. What I, there's no way I can do that for myself because <laughs> you're yeah, like too close looking yeah. at it. For, yeah. For every day in it. Um, it's, it, it's very difficult, but, um, yeah, so I had my my jobs as as a manager and an operations manager, just always working a little bit freelance as well at some point. Like I wanted to start singing more, 
So I gave up a job I had in a Spanish school here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started freelancing. People heard I didn't have a fixed job anymore. So they were like, Maya, can you help me with um, my client service? And Maya, what do you think I should say on my website to sell these packages? And yeah, so just freelancing really. And I was mm. virtual assistancing, <laughs> <laughs> but in person, right? In Peru. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. And so then I went to Belgium and I had this, I, I wanted to find the answers to my own health problems uh-huh. through functional medicine. Mm. And then a health coach of that doctor said, hey, you know so much about this already and you love helping people mm. and working with people and you know what it's like to struggle and not find the answers to your symptoms. Mm. Haven't you thought of a career switch? And I said, no. <laughs> I had never thought of working or building a business in health sure, um, or as a health coach. So I changed my whole career. I became a health coach. I focused solely on that. I was building my business but then I started like naturally, I started missing a bit the organizational part, mm. that manager inside of me. I'm just, mm-hmm. it comes easy to me. And then when there was a, there was a coach who was looking for a VA, a virtual assistant. And I said, huh? hey, I think I could be helping you with that. You know? And so I started helping her out. And before oh. I knew it, I was being a virtual assistant of her and she recommended someone else. And then I said, hey, wouldn't it be great? Like, I cannot coach the whole day through. I cannot coach people for eight hours straight. It's very, there's a lot of energy Mm. involved. There's a lot of, I mean, it's, I don't want to be in the world of Zoom (laughs) the whole day, absolutely, (laughs) every day. So I said, hey, if I could combine that with some VA work and just helping entrepreneurs set their Mm. business up, um, I know I can do some website tweaks in 15 minutes, which would take someone an hour, you know? Um, So I'm very tech savvy. And I said, hey, if I could do that, I can just, you know, sometimes I can be doing some VA work on my computer. And then sometimes I have coaching clients and give that energy back. Yeah. Yeah. Two different kinds of your brain a little bit, right? Also, yeah, I think I see coaching as very creative. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really that communication part of just, crawling into someone else's world and being that mirror for them. Yep. So it's not giving advice. It's really, um, it's a very different experience from just listening to someone's words and building, keep building from there mm-hmm. until you reach a point where they're like, oh, I had never thought about this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I had, I don't know how a session will end. I have no idea. I just follow that flow of the sure. train of thoughts. Um, so it's, it's fun to do. And then, yeah, there's a more structured organized um side of me that's a VA and so ever since I would say now for five five six months I've been doing it way more getting Mm. more clients in um, a couple of functional medicine practitioners so they love the fact that I know functional medicine genius (laughs) you're so smart (laughs) Yeah, but I'm also working for a a wedding photographer and uh, Mm -hmm. someone who teaches drumming to kids. Mm. And so very the variety, I love it. And there's also that creativity, you know, so they're often creative entrepreneurs Uh who don't know how to create structure in their business because they're not good at that part. And that's where I come in. So yeah, I'm loving. um, I always say like, who says that you can only have one business? 
seriously. <laughs> oh my. And, and you know what? There's like so many people like, okay, guilty myself. I'm like, gosh, I want to do this. 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 And like, oh my gosh, it's just genius to do things like, you know, bite off a smaller piece and just spread it around so that you're getting all those different parts of your, of your mind, of your brain stimulated. Cause that's, to me, that's where I get burnt out where, you know, any job that I've ever had or business that I've ever had, it's so geared towards one part of that. And then you have to fit in time for the rest of your of that. Cause I, I crave doing creative things, but then I also really, really need to have that very focused structured, like you said, and this is what a genius way to just get it all in very satisfying and well-rounded. Yeah. Yeah. And then just balancing the social parts of it with the non, I don't have to talk to anyone today, parts of it. Yes. Like this morning I was just on my couch in my pajamas, working on my mm. computer and I didn't have any meetings. And now right. I'm talking to you on this podcast, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah. now my social self comes out. And so sometimes yes. I'm at home working on my computer, not seeing anyone, mm -hmm. but then in the evening I might sing at a bar and I might just connect with so many people and, and yeah. really enjoy it. Yeah. So yeah, looking for that variety. And even when you just do one, let's say, let's say you do one kind of job you do, uh, let me give you an example, like customer service, okay? You're like, okay, I want to do customer service for a bunch of clients, freelance. Well, look for a variety of clients. Is oh, that what, that's genius. what gives you that pleasure and the variety and the challenge of, yeah. hey, how does a photographer work? Hey, maybe an insurance company. I don't know. Yeah. Just have different kind of clients. Um, uh -huh. I think there's a benefit to doing that as opposed to niching down sometimes. It's not yeah. always the best idea. Yeah. Wow. That's, I, I've got so many thoughts right now on this. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm also going to refer you to somebody that we literally had spent the last four days talking about um, organizing business and where can I sell this part out? Oh my God, if I could just find somebody to do this, but oh my gosh, I don't have enough work to keep them full time. Somebody like you, you can work for as many hours as they need you because that's that's just what you do, right? You exactly. don't have to be full-time for somebody. Mm -mm. I have a client who one month, no, because, okay, there are VAs who have their kids and they want it as a full-time job and they want to have eight hours a day. And so they're selling packages, mm -hmm. let's say of 10 hours a week. Uh, and that's their minimum. For me, I just... <laughs> I love jumping from one thing to the next. Mm. So I have a client who one month, she makes me create a whole new page on our WordPress mm. and it takes hours. And then we tweak the text and we're having meetings and I'm giving her ideas of where to put what. And then the next month, maybe she contacts me twice for like, I don't know, something on our LinkedIn profile or some other tweak on our website. Sure. And so then it's only the next month, it's only half an hour. Right. That's <laughs> and perfect. I love that. Yeah, I feel like it, the natural the natural flow of my projects is like naturally it all fits like pieces of a puzzle. Like there's always one client that requires more attention at any mm -hmm. given time and it it always changes. So yeah. it's fun for me and it's nice for them because they don't have to feel like, oh no, I have to give Maya five hours of work this week. Yes. <laughs> I oh like my to gosh. stay within their budget. 
And right. I like to stay flexible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause no business is the same. That's what, that's, what's so genius about a virtual assistant is that first of all, it's nice. Cause you're a real human. You're a real person. We can see you, we can talk to you. We, you know, that's amazing. So there's that trust factor, but most businesses it's like, okay, well this month I'm working on this project. I may need you more. Uh, and then that project's over. I may not need you for anything other than maybe a couple you know, I don't know, make some phone calls or something. I don't know, whatever it is. Um, and so that, that waxing and waning, just like businesses and it feeds you cause you get all the variety as well. That's genius. Yeah. I'm going to send you to somebody that's probably going to just, she needs you. She needs you in her yeah. life <laughs> for all more right. than one reason, but people I'm getting a new client on this one. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's funny because for some clients also, because I'm an online entrepreneur, uh -huh. I know what it takes. I know what you need. I know how everything works because I did it for myself as well mm -hmm. with email campaigns and all of it. Um, and so I often find myself like strategizing with people, which is mm -hmm. fun because yeah. that's where I even use coaching skills to actually find something that works for them. You know, someone right. who feels the pressure of, oh, I need to be on social media. And then yeah. we have a meeting around, okay, what what do you automatically enjoy or feel like sharing yeah and then let's go from there you know what doesn't take energy away from you of like oh, I need to post again but actually what are you posting naturally and let's use that to talk yeah. about your business or connect to people and it's, it's so fun to use those coaching skills in there mm -hmm. and then sometimes we're like okay so who's gonna schedule the posts you know when mm. they're looking for a social media scheduler just to send it off and put it on their Instagram let's say Mm -hmm. I even have help people hiring someone. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, I'll just look for someone. I'll do some interviews, look for the best candidates, send them over to you because Ugh. it takes a lot of work. Yes. Uh, it takes a lot of time. And I can be that, like I've often, the past couple of months, I found myself to be that first filter, that HR yeah. filter more sure. often um, yeah. to find like their customer service assistant or their social media yeah. manager, whatever. Especially if you're techie, because somebody like me, I wouldn't know what I'm looking for to hire. I'd be like, oh, can you do this? We'll do what? Well, I don't know. It's that one thing, uh, you know, and I'm trying to describe what I want. And I don't even really know what I want because it's not really my, you know, my strong suit. So that's even better because you're that middleman that has the knowledge on what yeah, you, you yeah. have identified the issue or the problem in the business, something that could be improved. You've identified it. And then you are going out and finding the person to, to satisfy and to fill that niche too, or that need, I should say. So, yeah. Yeah. Just like you said, it's, it's hard to look for someone where you don't really know what you're looking for, how mm -hmm. their job, what that will look like or how it works. You know, if you don't know how social media posts work, then mm -hmm. Yeah. Good luck finding someone <laughs> that will do that for you. Perfect. Well, Maya, I got to wrap this up for out of respect for your time. If you had just anything that you would want to share based on your experience of building what sounds like to me, you built your life or you built your, your career, your business, all of your money making things around the life that you wanted to live. Hence why you have a life, you know, a vicarious life, any advice to others on doing something similar if they chose? Yeah, I would say it takes time. Um, patience is not my strongest virtue, but I have, boy, <laughs> I had to have patience <laughs> in the first two years of being in business. And I would just say, try it, you know, mm -hmm. especially Okay, moving to a country. Mm -hmm. My mom, when I was feeling scared, my mom, she, she's a, a genius. And she told me, 
you know what? You can just go. And if you don't like it, you come back. It's simple. that simple. <laughs> yeah, because people are like, oh, are you going to stay there forever? I don't know. Is that, yeah. is that you're like your new? I don't know. If I feel like moving countries in two years or five years, I will. Yeah. <laughs> so just, just do it. If start. you don't like it, come back. Just start. Yeah. And then secondly, with your own business, especially when I was hesitating to start this online business, one of my previous bosses, he was like, Maya, you can do this. The biggest business cost you will have is your Zoom account. Right. <laughs> wow, that's you, that's so true. It's a very low risk business that you're setting up. He said, you know, you maybe want to create a website. You want to start with Zoom. And yeah. I started that way. You know, I didn't have the money to spend on all these tools and things that you could mm -hmm. have on a yearly subscription. Sure. I had a free Calendly account for two years. Yeah. And it worked perfectly fine. Right. <laughs> you know? So you don't, I know many entrepreneurs who started paying for all these things that their business coach said they would need, but yeah, know, it just starts small and, and, and take your time building it up, yeah. try it. And if you don't like it, do something else. Great advice from a coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Maya, where can people find you? I'm going to, I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes as well, but if people want more of you, where do they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So either my Instagram, send me a message as well. If you like the part of the interview, I always like talking to people. And my website, both are the same. It's mayalombards.com, the website, or on Instagram, it's just mayalombards. So okay. my last name is L-O-M-B-A-R-T-S. I know it's a bit okay. special, it's Belgian, but you'll find it in the in the show notes of this episode. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you again. And uh, I will get in contact when I'm heading to Peru because I want a, a, a tour from a, a local. <laughs> Absolutely. You have your local guide here. There you go. <laughs> this was so nice, Tracy. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more on this guest, simply check the show notes. Like what you hear? Please subscribe, review, and share this podcast. Together, we can grow and inspire.